At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown with you live from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. It is beautiful outside. It is freezing inside. I don't know why they do this to me with the air conditioning, Matt. Are you cold? I'm always cold. That's weird because, well, no, I am always cold as well, too. That's why I was wondering how you're cold and I'm not cold because I am always cold. Well, you have the jacket, you have the man jacket on. I'm over here with just a normal shirt on. Yeah, dress code. So, uh, (laughs) just don't know if you know or not. We have uh, an awesome day of sports. I mean, you have the NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, MLB, everything coming at you in one place. So I, I don't recommend making a parlay. You I mean the sports equinox. Yes, excuse me. I loved our Ben Fox. It was like, this doesn't mean you should do an all-sport sport parlay today. Please stay away from the, that. The, <laughs> uh, the thing is, everyone's making like a big deal about the sports uh, equinox and stuff today, except because of the extended Major League Baseball playoffs, there's actually three more of these over the next two weeks. Yes. So it's like, it's like hey, yes. we're like making a big Not deal out of this. Right? And it's like, are we going to do the same thing? It's the 27th one ever, yeah. but there will be 30 yes, by the end yeah, of this. Three more in the next two weeks. So it's like, are we are we going to do this every single time, or is it just for this one, or yeah. what are we doing? We do have Thursday night football tonight, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. But I want to start with Major League Baseball because uh, the game tonight starting about a, a half an hour. But first off, what did you see in last night's games? Other than my emotions are finally calmed down and I'm in a much better place after the Padres had the miracle fifth inning yesterday. Well, we were talking about, hey, look, if there was a time that you wanted to to get in live on that game, and there was you get plus two thirty in that, and it was still really early in that game right and like there was a chance for you to be able to get in at plus 230 but um look I am this is kind of how this 
kind of how this series is probably going to go, I think. I think like both of these teams are going to be able to hit this these starting pitchers. I mean, this is not one of the – you know, this isn't one of those where we were talking about a, a couple of months ago where we're like, oh, this this one, two, three is just absurd. Like, how is a team ever going to beat, you know, this one, two, three? And, and that's not the case with the Phillies or the Padres, you know. And so, I mean, Snell – Mm-hmm. Was not sharp. He was not bad, Snell, but he was not sharp at all. Then you have Nola, who's seemingly cruising, and then gets, and then bam, the five-run inning. I mean, it's just one of those things where I think we're going to be looking at at probably these teams getting at each other a couple of different mm-hmm. times in the series. I did feel bad for Phillies F5 betters yesterday, though. Like, RIP, all of those tickets when you were feeling like you were in such a good spot, yeah. and then it falls You're apart. like, oh, we're cruising. Everything's great. Yep. Like, we're like, oh, yep. boy. Okay, so they split oh, in San Diego, bro. moved to Philly tomorrow, pick em game right now between Joe Musgrove and Ranger Suarez, total seven and a half. As for tonight in the ALCS, Yankees and the underdog at the Astros and I mean Justin Verlander yesterday had a little bit of a slow start and then locked in the rest of the way. You can see why he's going to be winning another Cy Young here this this year. But um, Yankees as a whole struck out 17 times yesterday. Do you think that that's a trend that continues here tonight? In the Astros, twice. Two. Yes, twice. The 15 struck out differential, the biggest in a playoff game in history. I'm sure you probably already knew that. Not many times you're going to have a 15 strikeout differential ever. Look, we said it was a, if there was ever a game that you would bet an Astros run line, it would have been that game just because it was just, that was such a horrible, horrible travel schedule and everything that was going on for the Yankees. And, you know, here we are coming back today. Does it really change all that much? I guess it's the question that you want to ask yourself. We are Framber Valdez and the Astros, 737 Eastern. Minus 150 favorites, Luis Severino and the Yankees, plus 130 underdogs who do have that flat seven on there yet again. Valdez was amazing for the majority of the season. This guy had an unbelievable quality start streak that he had all all season long. I mean, the guy was going out. He was giving you six innings, and he was not giving up more than three earned runs basically every single time that he stepped on the hill. So if they get another, you know, what he did all season long performance out of him tonight – I think the Astros, again, at minus 150, I think it's a pretty fair price for them. The one thing I was curious about with him is his walk rate, and obviously the Yankees are the best at getting walks in all of baseball this year. Do you think that that, I mean, the walks combined with their home runs, could that be a spot where maybe you could buy low on a good number on New York here? I mean, maybe so. They always say it's not the home run, it's the walk before the home run. Right. You know, and so there is, and with a team like the Yankees, right? I mean, that could that could come into play. That was my thought about yeah. this game, at least coming into it. Uh, But like we said off the top, Thursday night football tonight, Saints and Cardinals, two of the NFL's most erratic but at least watchable teams in primetime this week. And it looks like Andy Dalton is reportedly the starter for the New Orleans Saints today per Ed Werder. Andy Dalton 0-11, his last 11 road primetime games. The Cardinals the longest active home losing streak in the NFL. So something's got to give tonight. Uh, both teams dealing with a number of injuries, but the Saints certainly uh, more battered than the Cardinals. At Andy Dalton hates playing at night. Yes. What primetime games, obviously. It's a, it's defi- definitely actionable information that uh, everyone out there should be using. Don't buy into it. Please do not. <laughs> I told you every every day, oh, every day God. that I'm coming in he here, wakes I'm up giving and he goes you like, something. Oh, God, the game's at night. Oh, God, what can I, I can't do? believe this. This game, The game's at night. I'm going to play yeah, so bad Yeah, it's the way tonight. that the lights inside it bounce is. off of his red hair. It just, it's the, it, you it's know, it's distracting. Red, listen, the red rifle is, uh, is, is just way worse. At night, I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but you know, dig in a little bit further. No Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, no Adam Troutman, no Marshawn Lattimore, no Andrus Pete for the Saints. So we know that is right off the top. 
Chris Olave is going to play, and unfortunately, as a rookie, now becomes the de facto number one wide receiver because everybody else is out for this team. And so he has to step into a role that, you know, pretty much didn't they were not planning for him to have to to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Thomas was going to be there. And if not, you can always kind of like fall back on Jarvis Landry, the 10-year veteran. And you had, you know, there was there was all kinds of that. That's not gonna be the case. And so Olave has to step into a role that really wasn't planned for him. On the Cardinals side, as we know, they did lose Hollywood Brown for several weeks. They're going to be without Justin Pugh. They're going to be without Rodney Hudson. So they're down two starting offensive linemen tonight as well. That said, they do get back DeAndre Hopkins off of the suspension, and then they get Robbie Anderson. So this was, for me, uh, I was pretty bummed on the offensive line thing. Rodney Hudson was the question mark. I thought that he was going to be able to go. I thought Pugh probably wasn't going to be able to go, but I thought Hudson was going to be able to go. I bet the Cardinals early in the week at a point and a half. It's moved in my direction. I'm still not jumping up and down about it. It's felt to me like kind of the ultimate buy low spot here for this squad. Can they possibly be any worse, right? And you you look at a team. The Cardinals have led for, how long do you think the Cardinals have led for this year? Not long. 13 snaps oh, wow. is how long the Cardinals Cardinals have led for this season. It's a good trivia question going into snaps game. all year long. And you take a look, and Kyler Murray has just been absolutely wor- absolutely terrible. He's uh, a league worst 5.8 yards per attempt. His career rate is 7.1 to let you know how far he's fallen down. He's 30th with a 2.4% touchdown rate. Under pressure, this is not a joke. Under pressure, he is averaging 2.7 yards per attempt on the season. That is not a joke. 2.7 yards per attempt, 22 of 58 for 159 yards on the season. Now, that being said, we do mention that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back for this game. With DeAndre Hopkins on the field last year, Kyler Murray completed 72% of his passes, 8.8 yards per attempt. New Orleans defense could help remedy this as well because they're giving up 7.4 yards per attempt on the season, which is 23rd in the NFL, 11.9 yards per completion. So when you get it complete, 12 yards per on them, bottom six in the league as well. They're also bottom five in the NFL in pressure rate. So it's kind of one of those things where if you truly feel like DeAndre Hopkins can help swing this offense in the right direction, if you think Rondell Moore, now three weeks removed from the injury, coming back, can work his way into this offense a little bit better. Robbie Anderson's not going to make a big difference here in week one. Well, but and he's, like, going to be very limited. That was already he's discussed dude, earlier this week. Look, what he does, it's very easy for him to come in and do that in an offense because they're going to say, hey, you're going to line up out wide and then run as fast as you can down the field. And, like, if they happen to leave you open, we're going to throw it to you. And if not, we're just hoping that you garner some attention and take your and take the focus off of DeAndre Hopkins or Rondell Moore or whoever it might be. Throughout the uh, throughout the course of uh, of this game, you know, and so look, it's a it's a bad Saints defense. It's been bad through the past game. It is a historically terrible Cardinals offense so far that has been much much better with the player that is coming back this week. And I've heard a bunch of this stuff, and we'll talk about this in in prop watch where I do have a DeAndre Hopkins prop tonight. It's a lot of a lot of this. Hey, well, we don't know what what. D hop is going to look like, and we don't know if they're going to run him out for a full complement of snaps and like all this stuff. This guy's not coming off of yeah. injury. This guy's coming off I mean, of actually being superhuman. He well, was, a, he was he, had PEDs all running for him. Like, I mean, this he is did like the have opposite an, of an he injury. He did have thing. an injury last year, though. Like, so, it, is, I mean, he was. If he was coming into this year, week one, he would the, have been coming the, off an this, injury. This, like, so. this, this guy is like, not, it's, it's the opposite of coming off an injury. But, it's, it's, <laughs> it's coming off of being superhuman, which is like even better. So, I mean, like, they're not going to hold him back. Like, this is a do or die game right here for this team. Like, this, 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 this division is still 
crazy enough, like, this division is still up for grabs, even for a team as bad as the Cardinals. And so, like, this is a do-or-die game. They're not going to only run him out there for 50% of the snaps. Like, that is not going to happen. He's going to play the entire game. So, all that, to me, is is complete nonsense. Yeah, I I mean, and similarly, I have a Cardinals minus two in my account at mm-hmm. this time. That's the way I feel. I think it's kind of a lesser of two evil situation in a lot of ways when it comes to this game. And the Cardinals, so it's interesting. We know how bad they've been early in games. First quarters, outscored 41 to three this year. And you mentioned how long they've had leads. Not a lot, 3% of their drives. And crazy as it sounds for them being the worst team in the NFL in the first half, they're the best in the second half. 49% of their points have come in the fourth quarter. So one approach that I think I might have in this game is potentially looking at the Saints early, maybe Saints first quarter, and then the Cardinals being able to turn it on as the game goes on, build a little bit of that chemistry with D-Hop, what have you, and get the win by at least a field goal there the total sitting 43 and a half 44 right now and that is actually significant because if you're looking to play an under or an over you're you're going to want to definitely either get the 43 and a half or the 44 44 being a semi-key number when we're talking about totals a couple of different ways to get there obviously 27 17 24 20 things like that and so you don't want to be playing an under when the 44 is available and taking mm-hmm. the 43 and a half. So again, this is why we say have multiple outs, have multiple accounts, shop around, make sure you're doing that. Because again, the 44 is a semi key number in a game that, you know, look, this total seems, seems appropriate. I don't have a, a real conviction one way or the other on the over or the under, but certainly if you do make sure that you are, if you're playing the over that you're getting the 43 and a half, or if you're getting the under, you want the 44. Yeah, try to get those best numbers when you can. Like he mentioned though, we got prop watch coming up later on in the show. Adam Burke, Beeson Zone contributor and writer will join us as well. And Ben Folks, we're going to talk a little MMA in hour two. Lots more to come on Beeson Final Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. 
Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. You can join them every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more. Head to BetRivers.com or you can download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown and Stormy Bonantoni with you live from the South Point in Las Vegas. We left off talking about Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Another primetime game coming up Monday night worth discussion with the Patriots and Bears going head-to-head. Pat's an eight-point favorite in this one. Mac Jones is expected to be available for Monday night, according to ESPN's Mike Rice, uh, coming back from the high left ankle sprain on September 25th. We've seen Bailey Zappi these last couple weeks. We know how much fun and exciting uh, that he has been. Also, we we talked yesterday about the report that there might be a little bit of quarterback controversy stuff. Mac Jones having an attitude. Contrasting reports have since come out that there are no such issues. Do you know what this did to the line? Did you Absolutely. See, did you see what this did to the line? This news that he actually, so you know, what's, actually, do you know what's funny about this? What? At one, two of the different books, it actually went from eight to seven and a half. So it is. It has actually come off the eight and gone. In the, in, in the other direction. I didn't see that. So, I just thought yeah, it was like two, two books eight. rest of country right now. It is sitting seven and a half instead of eight. And so, uh, look, there is no – it doesn't matter. Like I said, it didn't matter to me who was playing quarterback in this game. I don't care. I think this is one of the better teaser legs of the entire season. I know teasers have been burning you. They've been burning me too. But this seems like one of the very best teaser leg opportunities of the entire season, getting Chicago, going on the road to Belichick with an extra day to prepare for an anemic offense um, seems – and a total in a game with a total of 39 and a half. I mean, it's just seems like the dream scenario here. So I, uh, I played that and I don't really care who's quarterback. Like I said, it could be Brian Hoyer. I would still play it. I don't think it's that <laughs> big, big of a deal for them. Damien Harris did uh, practice today in full as well. So he looks to be back for them. So Patriots, if anything, going to be a little bit better than they were last week as well. And you know, this bears, this bears team is just, yeah. they're bad. I mean, bottom three team in the NFL and, um, it's just a it's a good, good one here, and I don't know if I would lay the eight. Being you know honestly from a put it in my account type deal, maybe from a contest play or something, maybe I would go that direction because I do think there's this could be a double digit game pretty easily. But um, 
for sure a teaser leg, and that's how I'm going to be going about it. I'm a little sad. I personally would have liked to see a little bit more Bailey Zappi. Four touchdowns to one interception ratio in two games, whereas Jones had two touchdowns and five picks in his three performances. So I liked what I was seeing from Bailey. I thought hey, that the offense was clicking. You're one wonky but... hit on that ankle away. You know, you'll see some more <laughs> yeah. Zappi. You know? I don't like that. I don't root for injuries. But, um, yeah, so Mac Jones back in the fold. Speaking of anemic offenses, let's talk Broncos here briefly. <laughs> they are taking on the Jets this week. And while we know – the playoff is zappy and happy and whatever I'm saying. Oh, are you not zappy that he's going to be? Oh, I did not. I, I didn't do it. You enough. know, yeah, but I mean, you did ah, though. You just did it in boy, a more awkward brutal. fashion. So we'll move on. Yeah, I was sitting um, here and I'm like, man, I could have made Stormy so proud of uh, me right there. Wah, but I didn't. Wah, wah. I um, Brett Rippon though taking most of the Broncos walkthrough reps at practice yesterday. Russell Wilson dealing with the hamstring. Of course, we know the shoulder. He's considered day to day limited participant at practice. I think that we all expect that it'll still be Russell Wilson that trots out there come game day Sunday, but they're making sure that Rippon is good to go if he ultimately does need to be the guy. I think it might be an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, so what this has done is there is now a book out there sitting 37 and a half Oh. For the total for this game, like we're talking, it just like pre- keeps going we're down, like down, preseason, down. Preseason esque numbers here is is where this game has started to to reach. It's one. Uh, the, you, there's anywhere between one and two in the market in favor of the Broncos right now, and this was one. Uh, like I said, I mean, it seemed like, hey, if you wanted to play the Jets in a teaser, I mean, this is. I understand it is a road game, but outside of that, it's an anemic offense and a game with just a ridiculously low total and. Uh, you know, again, I, I I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to go that direction. I think that would be perfectly fine. I don't know if I'm going to play this straight up. I think you know if Rippin goes, it can't be worse. It literally can't. Well, it that's can't why be worse. I said it kind of jokingly it that I think it's worse. an upgrade. But when you already have the struggles that Russell Wilson and this Broncos offense have had night in and night out to this point in the season, and then you and then, throw into the fact that he's injured I was say, now we're not and falling get him apart anyway, right? Like, like we're not getting so, so he was he was bad anyway, and now we're getting shoulder and leg injury Russell Wilson. So is it how much of a drop off? From shoulder and leg injury, Russell Wilson, can there be to Brett Ripon? And say it's pretty stable. Yeah, it's so. got to be about the same. Um, Sam Darnold designated for a return from injured reserve Wednesday. He's back practicing for the first time in almost eight weeks after the preseason injury. Baker Mayfield also still out with injury. So P.J. Walker will be the starter for Carolina against the Buccaneers this week. Uh, Jacob Eason Walker's backup. But Sam Darnold now working his way back into the fold. Steve Wilkes, interim head coach, saying that he would like to see Sam get some reps and in-game and see what he can do moving forward. Uh, th- what this means is he will be the starter next week. It's basically what this Well, I mean, he said, well, it's like, it all seems to come together because he said, as far as Baker goes, that he's not the automatic starter coming back. And he's been, it's been bad. It's been so ugly for this team, which is obvious because it caused a coaching change. There's just no, there's just no reason in the world for them to trot Baker back out there without at least giving Darnold a chance to go embarrass himself. So let him do that. And then that gives you the reason to go back to Baker, right? I mean, if, if you're, if if you're sitting there and you're the interim coach, you just kind of say like. All you're doing now is just doing uh, – you're just juggling things to make yourself not look as bad, and so maybe you can put yourself in a situation to maybe get a gig somewhere else or something. But if you look at this game, my opinion on this one would be if you don't think that Tampa Bay can cover the 11 points in this thing, then you probably just bet the under and feel pretty good about it because if – if they're not covering the 11, that means they're just not scoring at all. And then what's the max that like, what's the max the Panthers are going to score in this game? I mean, like even a very, very, even a very good day, what 17 tops, like seriously, like 17 tops, 
it would be like it's the so very sad. best. Like, it's the, so the, sad. And you know? I had some like high hopes and optimism for this team coming into the year too, because I was of the thought process that Baker Mayfield could be better in a new situation and he was feeling healthier and this things crashed and yeah. burned so early. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I feel like this is, I, I, but I mean, if you're asking me seriously, like what do I think that the, the cap is for this Panther? Like, I think it's like 10 points this week. Seriously. Like, I think it's like yeah. that low. I think it's like 10 points this week. And so, I mean, could this play to a Bucks 2010 win and then they don't cover, uh, you know, maybe so or something like, but you know, it's, it's up at 40. Yeah. I would well, just and look, I mean, P.J. I Walker's not even fully healthy. He left last yeah. game with a neck injury, QBR of below six. So yeah. if that gives you any indication as to how things are going over there in Carolina, not great. But yeah, Panthers plus 11, taking on the Bucks total around 40 and a half. Taylor Heineke says that he is a different quarterback than last year. He's feeling a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident, whereas last year mm-hmm. coming in for Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was just figuring out, which, I mean, I, you understand. Hey. He's a coming from Old Dominion. It's his first opportunity to really get consistent starting experience. Nothing makes you more confident than the team going out in the offseason and trading for Carson Wentz <laughs> and saying that you're not good enough to be the starter for the team. Nothing well, nothing makes not. you more confident he's, than that. That's for sure. He's a dream. I mean, he's the, saying the right you know things. What? You know I what? get I'm it. Gonna say, he's saying the right things. All the command are are the Panthers a couple years later. Like Ron Rivera has brought in all of his same guys that were in Carolina where things didn't work out for him and he got fired. And now that the Panthers are the same thing. Yeah, you know what's weird is like I kind of sort of weirdly want to play the Commanders in this game, but I'm I'm not going to, at least in my account. Probably I will in the contest, though. Heineke does have mobility on his side. It's it's more than anything, again, it's just this is like a this is a Packers team that gives you yes, like nothing. They like can't do anything offensively. Because yeah. you nothing. There's absolutely nothing about the Packers right now that makes you go, "Hey, I'm willing to lay five with them on the road." Like even against even against the Commanders, like nothing in the world goes, "Yeah, you know what? Let's 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 do that. Let me lay five with 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 the Packers on the road after what they've shown us the last couple of weeks." Like no way in the world. I weirdly want to play the Commanders. Well, and I know you joke about Taylor Heineke being a nobody, which he is to an extent, but like. This offense has struggled so much anyways. You might as well at least add a little bit of oh, a different dimension to it. For sure. He brings some mobility. He can get out of the pocket and try to extend plays. I don't know if he will, but, I mean, they started the year. Those first two games combined for 55 points. The last four, it's been like 47. So well, it, let's see if they can get some more scoring going. And then just from a just from a just you know a production standpoint as well, I mean, for whatever reason, Carson Wentz just was not targeting Terry McLaurin very much. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't – I don't have any idea why. And – as to where Taylor Heineke basically like targets him every other play. And so at least you are going to be in an offense like this and a team like this, where there's basically nothing to lose. Like you should force feed your playmakers. You should force feed the guys that can, you know, be game breakers. And maybe when they get their hands on the ball can take it to the house. And so if Terry McLaurin ends up with 13, 14 targets in this game, I don't think that's a horrible thing for mm-hmm. this commander squad, especially when he's been under underutilized so far. In this uh, in this season, so yeah, I'm 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 all for it. It can't they can't be. It's the same thing we we're talking about earlier. They can't be worse. Gary Terry, that's can't another. It feels can't like another lesser of two evils yeah, potentially type of a thing here. The Packers have just been such a complete another disappointment for me, especially when you look back just a couple weeks ago when we were talking. We did that. Are they good? Right, mm-hmm. looking at the the different teams that were kind of middle of the row, and they were one that we felt at least at the time could get things more on track and figure things out like them and the Bucks, two teams we felt were on the up and up and it has not looked that way since at and all. And we still like there's is still weird I mean like this little cloud over what the what what's the injury situation with Aaron Rodgers? Like what what's going on? Like is is he completely healthy or not or whatever? Well like, he's dealing with a thumb. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. But 
They don't want to like. They don't want to tell us though. They don't want to tell us exactly what's going on. You know who will tell us he what's going to, on? He doesn't want to tell us what's Adam going Burke. on. Adam Burke. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Burke's going to join us on the desk next. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more. Recent final countdown coming up. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You guys, if you're not VSIN Pro subscribers yet, now is the time to do it. VSIN's got a midseason offer to make you a better better. All you got to do to sign up now for $99, go to VSIN.com slash subscribe. Get VSIN Pro access now all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything we offer, which includes the 24 7 live shows. You get the subscriber only betting guides to the College Bowl season and the Super Bowl, all less than the normal monthly rate. You also get the subscriber only season prep guides. We got NHL, NBA, and the World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. Again, $99. Beeson.com slash subscribe. I which lied is, to Canada. You did? I lied to Canada. Sorry, guys. It's 136.30 today, and so it's seven cents, seven, seven Canadian cents cheaper today than it was yesterday. So actually get in. Say, yeah. uh, saving you saving yourself some money. Seven Exchange seven, rates crushing it. Saving seven Canadian pennies cheaper today than 14, it was yesterday. 14,866 Japanese yen. Because Ooh. you refused to look up yen, I looked up yen there today. It is. So it is what it is. Adam Burke um, is very intrigued by this conversation. I can tell by the look on his face. Beeson contributor and betting analyst. Um, you're, you've been dialed in on all things Major League Baseball, so that's certainly where I want to start here today. The Yankees were not able to get it done yesterday, Adam, but I think that that was kind of largely expected to an extent, given the quick turnaround that they had, a little bit of celebration off the the series prior against the Guardians. But how do you think that they play out tonight? Well, if you thought that the Guardians were annoying, and a lot of people, that was kind of the overriding sentiment with all the contact that they made, bloopers and all those kinds of things, then the Astros are really going to irritate you because the Astros are the Guardians, but with power. They don't strike out. As we saw yesterday, they hit more home runs than they had strikeouts in last night's game, something else that they did in 2018, actually against my then Cleveland Indians. But it'll probably be more of the same tonight. You know, They're going to put a lot of balls in play off of Luis Severino. Something that's really interesting in getting a lot of run here today is that the roof will be open at Minute Maid Park in Houston. The roof is very rarely open down there, but it is open today. And interestingly enough, it's open when the Astros have a 60% ground ball guy on the mound in Framber Valdez. So that is something that should absolutely benefit the Astros tonight. He keeps the ball on the ground. Severino does have the chance to give up more home runs than Valdez does. It's one of the reasons why this total has kind of gone up to seven flat. It was seven under minus 120 last night. Maybe had a chance to go to six and a half. With the roof open, ball should probably carry a little bit better. That likely favors the Astros in tonight's game, even though we have seen money come in on the Yankees to drive this line down a little bit. So we do have these these series props that you can bet, as you know, and um, series correct score. I assume you think the Astros win this series. Is yes. That the, so yeah, I, I bet the Astros at minus one seventy, minus one seventy five, and in fact, I even took a little bit on them to sweep the series or win it in five. I was going to say so. I was going to say so a sweep five to one, four to four, four to one, three seventy. Four to three, if it goes seven, is four to one. I don't think we think this thing's going to win seven. Then four two is two eighty five. Uh, is what do you feel like this? The chances of a sweep are because I mean, look, this Astro team's been the team to beat. I think since the middle of the season, every th- every single thing about them just has been pointing to them being a, a powerhouse and being where they're at right now, being in this situation to, to head to the World Series. Five to one on a sweep, three seventy on a four one. 
I mean, you know, if somebody wants a longer-ish ticket, do you think that's at least reasonable? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously the concern with any sweep would be Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole will get a start here in this series. But keep in mind, there is no additional off day. So they're off tomorrow, and then that's it. If this Mm -hmm. series goes seven and it won't, they'd play five games in a row. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing actually in the NLCS, which we'll talk about here in a minute, where that's even more significant because you got a a five-and-a-half-hour flight from Philadelphia back to San Diego to worry about. But, look, I I think the Astros are just – they're too good. They're too deep, more importantly. Their bullpen is very deep. The highest ERA of any pitcher that threw at least seven innings for the Astros this year was 394. That was the highest of their ERAs. League average in the American League was a 388 ERA. Mm -hmm. So, basically, their entire pitching staff was above average this season. The Yankees are very depth-shy in the bullpen. I don't really necessarily love their lineup. They either hit a home run or they don't score. So I think Houston in four or five is is the way to look at this still the rest of the way. How massive of a disappointment would that be for a Yankees team that had 99 wins this year, the expectations of the world on their shoulders? I mean, what does that mean for Aaron Boone moving forward if that worked, if that's what how this plays out? Yeah, I think Aaron Boone probably saved his job by beating Cleveland mm-hmm. in game five or maybe, you know, maybe they didn't beat Cleveland. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. a discussion for another day. But – Yeah, I mean, look, the Astros are just superior in Mm -hmm. in every facet. They're a better lineup. They make more contact. They hit for almost as much power, especially when you consider that Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs, and the pitching staff is just better. The one thing that the Yankees had, both against Cleveland and in this series, a little bit of a defensive advantage, but Houston is so good defensively that it's not that big. So Astros are probably going to win the World Series, to be honest with you. I was looking here at, at Framber Valdez's strikeout prop tonight, and it's sitting at five and a half. And as we know, he had this that ridiculous quality start streak where you know you know basic you basically know you're getting six innings out of Framber Valdez. And so, if that's the case, and he kind of keeps up his right at you know a strikeout an inning type deal, how do you how do you feel about a five and a half strikeout, or do you think that's that number is just too too dead on, not worth it? Yeah, I think five and a half is yeah. a really good number, mm-hmm. especially you know as I said, an extreme ground ball guy. He can pitch to early ground ball contact, mm-hmm. especially with that roof open. Um, he is left-handed and the Yankees do have a lot of right-handed bats. So maybe that helps them make a little bit more contact. But I think also as this series goes along, we kind of saw it yesterday. The Yankees started all right. And then kind of fatigued as that game went along. I mean, Cleveland took them to the brink. There were two rainouts in that series that kind of pushed everything back. The Yankees may just be in a difficult spot here in this series where they were already a sizable underdog for a reason. In the NL, Padres and Phillies split in San Diego those first two games. Padres getting the 8-5 win yesterday, catapulted by that awesome five-run fifth inning. Now they go to Philadelphia. Joe Musgrove, Ranger Suarez getting the starts in game three. Total sitting around seven, seven and a half, I think, are still out there around. What do you make of their next game in Philly? So I'll have the write-up for this tonight over at vston.com, but I'm on the Padres in this game. Uh, Joe Musgrove, is he's been great in his two postseason starts. He was really good in his last four starts coming into the playoffs, and there's been a lot made of what pitching coach Ruben Niebla did to fix Josh Hader. If there's a mechanical issue and somebody's struggling, Ruben Niebla will find it. I saw it for years with Cleveland. I saw it in terms of the pitch development that he had with minor leaguers. He may be the best pitching coach in Major League Baseball. So if he finds something wrong, he fixes it. He fixed Hayter, fixed Musgrove when he kind of struggled through the dead part of the year. And this, I think, is where the series really starts. When you get past Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, what happens for the Phillies then? Because Ranger Suarez and Noah Syndergaard pitch to a lot more contact. They're not going to work as deep into games. The Phillies are kind of short in middle relief. I think their high leverage guys are fine. But in middle relief, they have problems. We saw that with Brad Hand in game two. This is where I think this series really begins. If the Phillies can steal this game, 
then they're in great shape because Wheeler and Nola will come back later in the series and they only need two more wins. If they can't, then they're really up against it. So I do think the Padres win. I had a Padres series price coming into this, uh, but I'm still taking them here in game three where I think they have a big advantage in the starting pitcher front. So I'm actually looking here to to go back to the game tonight. Uh, big shift in the lineup for the Yankees tonight, and I think this is, I don't know, obviously in in response to a left-hander being on the mound, but also maybe just in response to trying to see if they can get uh, some better chemistry going. Bader moves up to the leadoff, so it's going to be Bader, Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Torres, Donaldson, but then um, he's putting in Peraza tonight. He's putting in Cabrera tonight. So we're looking at uh, two super young players playing uh, for the Yankees tonight. And grant, Granted, they're in the 8-9 hole, but um, you know it looks like he's he's trying to put some something different kind of in play here tonight. Yeah, and, and the Harrison Bader thing is is really tough to figure out because all of a sudden he's become Mike Trout against righties. He's been a great hitter yeah. against lefties throughout his career. So you would think this is a spot he should thrive, mm-hmm. but he's actually been beating up on right-handed pitching in the postseason, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, look, you, you got to try something. Yep. And also at the bottom of the order, guys like Peraza and Cabrera are guys that generally put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. And, and you're probably going to do that against Valdez anyway, but now you also add a little bit more of a speed dynamic against the ground ball guy. It makes sense. And to be completely honest with you, I don't really like a side in this game, mm-hmm. but I do kind of like the over seven a little bit. And I've been waiting to see what happens with the juice for that over seven bet. But it just feels to me like there will be some base runners for the Yankees in this game. I think Houston has success against Severino mm-hmm. and whoever comes out of the bullpen. So the over seven is what I do like in this game. Uh, but again, I was kind of watching the juice, hoping I'd get a little bit better of a price throughout the day. The roof open will probably prevent me from doing that. Okay. You say you think that the Astros are probably going to win the World Series. In this case, they're plus 105. So you're still getting a plus money price on them to win it all. Um is that something where you would wait and see if potentially they lose this game and you get a little bit of a bump on that number, or do you want to take the plus money price while you can still get it on this Houston squad? I think I would probably take it now. And again, one of the problems for the Yankees with how deep that series went against Cleveland is that Garrett Cole had to pitch twice. So Garrett Cole can't pitch until game three or game four in this series. So he's only going to pitch once unless he goes on short rest with no off day. So I think the Astros probably win tonight. They are maybe not as big of a favorite as I would have expected here in game two, but I do think they win tonight. And again, ultimately I think they win the world series. This may be your last chance to get them Mm -hmm. a plus money. Okay. So I would say tonight's probably the night. Adam, there is a cross sport special tonight. I don't know if you have an opinion on New York Yankees, total home runs plus New York Rangers. Total goals is set at five and a half. So if you, you know, I don't know if set at five and a half. So, I mean, you know, some, something got a little hockey baseball action. Who do the Rangers play tonight? (laughs) I, as long as it's not the Kraken, because then we're taking it over all day long. They're going to score six goals on their own against the Kraken. Rangers have the that? Sharks. The Sharks. In MSG. The Sharks. Uh, I would say under just because Valdez is such a ground ball guy that doesn't give up home mm. runs. There it is. There it is. The under is the play, guys. You can find that on draft. Games. We got college football. We got <laughs> Thursday night football and plenty more NFL bets when we come back. Keep it locked on VEASAN Final Countdown. Adam Burks sticking around for one more segment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on VSIN Final Countdown, this segment presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't a right time necessarily to make a change. Everybody's timeline's different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen's there for you. Check out Zen.com. Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And and every hour here on VSIN, we do these wonderful pro tips, actionable insights to help make you a smarter, better. And Adam, shout out, helping us big time with a great tip, uh, talking about betting in the MLB playoffs that before you bet a home run prop, good to check out the starting pitcher's ground ball to fly ball splits. Yeah, give Matt Brown the credit. 
I know you guys fight all the time, but give Matt Brown the credit. It was actually him that said it. But yeah, tonight against a guy like Framber Valdez, again, six out of every 10 balls in play likely to be on the ground. So, you know, you can't really hit a home run with a ground ball. So, you know, it's very, very hard to, to go ahead yeah. and hit a home run when you've got a guy that just uh, is a serial killer of worms like Framber Valdez is. I refuse to give Matt credit for anything. So, all you. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Look <laughs> your face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the um, one not bringing the energy today, all right? I had a headache, and look uh, at you screaming in my poor little ears. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you, sorry. though? Are you, though? I'm sorry. I know just that you, lo- that you love Canada, I can yeah, tell, just by the way you said that. Um, that's why he's always making sure he gets that exchange rate in for the people at home. Uh, college football weekday games roll on. Last night, by the way, mm-hmm. I, I was just – Score watching Georgia State App State. I didn't have skin in the game in it at all. I see Georgia State goes up 14 nothing. Like, okay. And then I go check the score this morning. 42 17 the other way. So Mountaineers just continue to get it done on the ground. Apparently, they didn't want to play quarterback for real at all in that game. No, and it's strange too because I mean, Appalachian State lost to Texas State a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, we've got a situation in college football this year where we'll call it parody. I don't know. Maybe we could call it nobody's good outside of Georgia, <laughs> Ohio State, and and you know maybe a couple of the other top teams. But I think this is something that we should come to expect as we go forward here, especially in the smaller conferences where college football free agency, the transfer portal, NIL, all those different types of things, guys protecting their red shirt eligibility, stuff like that. It may be really, really hard to see year-over-year dominant group of five teams going forward just because the talent is dispersed so much more across the country than ever before, as evidenced by the fact that a team like App State, who was the class of the Sun Belt for how long? I mean, they've really struggled this year. It's been an absolute roller coaster of a season for that team. There are two games tonight, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Troy at South Alabama. I know you don't have any action in those games, but you are involved in the Friday game coming up tomorrow with UAB and Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'm a little bit interested in Georgia Tech tonight just because Virginia has been absolutely awful. I mean, they've been really bad. They've completely squandered the talent that is Brennan Armstrong. It's hard to lay a number with Georgia Tech, but I think that Georgia Tech probably is the side in that one. But yeah, as far as this game goes on Friday night here, UAB and Western Kentucky, what's interesting to me about this game is, you know, both of these teams have played really pathetic schedules so far. Western Kentucky, 131st in strength of schedule, according to Jeff Sagarin, UAB 138th, and yet these two teams are 4-3 and three and 4-2, four and two respectively. So they played a lot of bad, bad, bad teams. But now you run into a situation where they're playing a couple of decent teams. These are good teams here. In this game, UAB has not seen a pass attack like Western Kentucky's. Western Kentucky's defense has not seen an offense as good as UAB's. I think points are in the forecast for this one. I played it over 57 and a half earlier in the week, but now it's up to 59. You like a you like the small favorite in Purdue at Wisconsin. Yeah, this is a game I just think the wrong team is favored here. I mean, you know, Wisconsin's a team that had that one-week bump after Paul Christ was fired, and it was a surprising firing, honestly, of Paul Christ. It felt like they were just opening the door for Lance Leopold to come and, and coach in Madison. But Northwestern's just not a good football team. We've seen that time after time. And then last week, Wisconsin, in the follow-up, goes and loses to Michigan State, a team that has really fallen off the pace this season. So, I think Purdue is is the right side here in this game. You could take the plus two, plus one and a half, take the money line. The thing about Purdue that's really scary, and I will tell you this right now, they play a ton of close games. So this one will probably be in doubt throughout, but I still think Purdue is the right side with Aiden O'Connell, who's a really, really good quarterback, and he seems like he's a little bit healthier now at this point in time.
I saw on VEASAN.com today a pretty cool article out where you and a few sharp bettors discuss a lot of the viewpoints that you had on teams coming into the season, where you were right, where you were wrong, what you like this week. What were some of your big takeaways putting that together? Yeah, that was kind of interesting. This week I talked to a couple of, of good friends of mine that I very much respect that are very successful betters, Brad Powers and Kyle Hunter. Uh, Brad Powers, of course, you know, regular guest here on VEASAN. And then also Thor Nystrom from Betting Pros, who's not a pro better, but a guy who I his work on the draft and on college football is absolutely outstanding. It was just really interesting to talk with those guys about you know some of their misses, some of their successes coming into the year because now we're more than halfway through the season. So I wanted to ask them, you know, which teams did you get right? Which teams did you get wrong? But then also this week asking if there's any Heisman value out there to be had. CJ Stroud is you know plus one ten, plus one fifteen in that range. Is there anybody else that you would take at this point in time? So just kind of a roundtable discussion. Also, some of their favorite plays for this week, some teams they think are on upset alert. A good feature that I'm proud of over at vcin.com. Switching to the uh, NFL, we talked last week about a Browns game in the over, and we were saying, hey, listen, this is kind of one of those under-the-radar teams that is an over team. They're fairly efficient running the ball on the ground. They are a defense that has given it up. A lot. Yeah, you know, I think people are looking at Seattle and thinking, oh, okay, Seahawks are the automatic over team. But the Browns are kind of starting to become that team as well. And you're looking there again this week. Yeah, and look, as you mentioned earlier on in the show, you know, some concerning things from the injury report for the Ravens with Mark Andrews not practicing today, Lamar Jackson being limited, which may be just a rest thing. But J.K. Dobbins ruining my life day in and day out. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. But go on. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I, in this game here, I mean – until Joe Woods gets fired, I'm just going to keep betting mm-hmm. overs in Browns games. I mean, they look completely lost on defense. They can't stop to run. They can't stop to pass. Unfortunately, when you play the Ravens, you might want to stop at least one of those two things. Ravens have averaged almost 31 points per game in the four games since Kevin Stefanski took over. There are some asterisks and caveats in there. One was the first game he coached with no preseason in 2020. But also there was a game that Lamar Jackson didn't even play. So the Ravens have performed well offensively against the Browns. The Browns can move the football. As Matt mentioned, they run the ball very well. Jacoby Brissett has not been a negative for them mm-hmm. so far this season. I get it. You know, AFC North game, people want to think the AFC North is this hard-hitting, smash-mouth type of division. Not necessarily the case anymore, and that's why we've seen this total go up to 46, and I still think it goes over that. Do you think the Ravens can figure out their fourth quarter issues because it's become to the, it's to the point where it's not just something that happened once or twice. It's a trend at this point. If they can, they'll probably end up doing it against a, a team in a city that finds a way to lose in, in every possible way. But, yeah, I mean, that is the thing. Baltimore's had a double-digit lead in all three of the games that they've lost here so far this year, which, yeah, it's not great for betting them from a spread standpoint, but from a total standpoint, it means the offense mm-hmm. is getting out ahead. You know, they've got some decent game scripts, all of that. Will they fix it? I would like to think so. I mean, I still think that they're you know pretty clearly the best team in this division, but they're letting everybody hang around and – yeah, we'll see if they let the Browns hang around this week. Quick heads up on that game tonight. DraftKings about one of the only books rest of country still sitting at 44. So if you are looking to play the under soon, because it might be going away as well, 43 and a half popping up pretty much everywhere else out there right now. So if you do want to play the total in that one, get after it. Raiders and Texans both coming off of a bye, and you are going to take the Raiders at a touchdown. Yeah, it's like obviously it's a pretty uncomfortable price to lay with a team that's one and four here so far mm. in the season. But when but you look maybe at maybe the best one and four team we've seen in a while. They're right? a really I mean, good yeah. one and four team. Yeah. I mean, look, they've scored, you know, two point four three points per drive. But the thing of it is, 
you know, or they've actually given up that much because their red zone defense has been terrible. They've given up 14 touchdowns and 17 red zone opportunities, whereas for them, they're only 9 for 19 in the red zone. So their defense should improve a little bit as they start holding teams to field goals. I think offensively they should get a lot better here as well. You know, you've got Josh McDaniels, who is a smart offensive mind, first year here with the team, incorporating Devontae Adams into the whole into the fold and all of that. I just think this team is much better than they've played here so far. Houston has played the 24th ranked schedule according to team rankings. They're still being outgained by 0.8 yards per play. Houston is not a good football team. The line implies that. I think it's a get-right game for the Raiders here. Both teams coming off the bye, but I think the bye helps the Raiders figure things out offensively. Yeah, I'm in the similar thought process. I think that's at least going to be a contest play for me this week, which, by the way, in hour two, we will get into contest plays. A lot more to come still here on the show. Any uh, last couple, last minute or so here, thoughts on tonight's Thursday night football action? Do you have anything in pocket or a live betting approach tonight? I think the only thing we can say about this Thursday night game is it should be better than the last two that we've had. <laughs> I would think so. I would agree. I, More watchable I, I, teams for sure. I, I think one thing that is really interesting, you guys ran down in the first segment, all the injuries for the Saints, all the guys that are either out or banged up. And this line's still two and a half with all of those guys, a lot of key guys and big names. And the line's still two and a half. Kind of points me towards the Saints here tonight. I figure I'd take a shot on them rather than lay the number with Arizona, who... Look, they lose Marquise Brown. They bring back Hopkins now. They bring in Anderson. This is a disjointed offense to begin with. What does it look like tonight? All right. Where things sit right now in the betting split, 74% of the handles, 65% of bets on the Cardinals, and a pretty even split when it comes to that total as far as those numbers go. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. You're the best. Always fun. See Thanks. you again next Thursday. Adam Burke at Skating Tripods on Twitter. When we come back, start hour two. Talk more NFL on the way. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. 
From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.